We are going to be live in three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. Here we are one more time Tuesday night for another session of three and out your favorite fantasy football podcast. And tonight I have a special guest, part of the youth movement of fantasy football. He is a true expert. Uh, he has his own podcast called Fourth and Forever. Please welcome to the show, Robbie from Boston. What's up, Robbie? Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Absolutely. Uh, I'm very, you know, this is a very big moment. Um, I'm very excited to start my own podcast coming soon, Fourth and Forever, like you said. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't wait to start this thing up. Perfect. All right. So uh, as the format is, you know, we're going to do it the same way as always, three and out. Each of us get three topics. And I always let the guest go first. So, Robbie, you are up, my man. Let's do this. All right. Um, topic number one, you know, why is hand, handcuffing running back so crucial? Um, you know, biggest obvious reason. Injuries suck. They do. Um, if Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook goes down, you know, having the backup is very, very important. Uh, sometimes these backups can be very productive. Last year we saw McCaffrey only play, I think, two or three regular season games. Yeah. You know, he was very productive in those games, but then, you know, when Mike Davis, you know, had the starting role, he was a beast. Uh, you got a guy like Alexander Madison in Minnesota. This week he tore up over 100 ru- rushing yards on the ground. Um, another example, Tony Pollard, if, you know, if Ezekiel Elliott were to go down, Tony Pollard, he's going to be the man and he'll light it up. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, Two, two main injuries this week in week five. Saquon Barkley, tragic, cannot stay on the field. Um, now, Devontae Booker, for all of you fantasy players, look at the waiver wire. If he's there and if you have a high priority, go try to get him. He's, he's my number two asset to claim this week. Nice. Uh, Ethan, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if, you know, you're going to go out and try to get Booker because, I mean, that offense in general is looking pretty bad right now. But, I mean, what do you think about, you know, using a high priority on Devontae Booker. So, yeah, so one of my topics is going to be waiver wire priority. I'll get to that in a second. I mean, I first of all, Daniel Jones, he got knocked into, you know, Pluto last game, so I don't even know if he's going to be back. If he doesn't come back, um, they're definitely going to be running the ball a lot. I like it. And one quick note, I love the idea of handcuffing run, running backs, and I actually, it's the one area where I actually like injuries. I have a saying called, uh, may all your best players get hurt. That's how I sign off every single <clears throat> post of my, uh, you know, with the, the league that I'm in. Yep. And, and you know, injuries always lead to opportunities. You listed off a bunch of them. And for the rest of the season, I mean, we've got a lot of football still to play. We're only in week six. There are going to be a lot more opportunities for people to step up when somebody else gets hurt. Um, and, and I think that handcuffing running backs is smart. The only, you know, the thing to think about there is that you've only got so many bench spots, right? So, Exactly. Is it more important to have, you know, both your running backs handcuffed or even one of them? Or would you want to have that, you know, that next wide receiver that you could start any week or that next running back? If you've got a bell cow back like an Ezekiel Elliott or someone else that touches the ball, you know, 25, 30 times a game, you know, you definitely want to make sure you've got an insurance policy. And I think that you mentioned Tony Pollard. If Zeke goes out this year, Tony Pollard is going to get the lion's share of the work. Um, so it depends on who your backs are, but I think that absolutely, you named a couple of key ones. I mean, CMC, when he goes down, you know, there goes a huge chunk of production. So the only thing I would say is make sure you, if you're going to keep a spot for a handcuff that you're not giving up the opportunity to keep a, a better tier one player. You know what I mean? 
Oh, I definitely agree. And I think that you hit it on the head. I mean, it's all a, it's a matter of, you know, do you want to, you know, quote unquote, waste that spot on the handcuff, even though, you know, it's not really wasting a spot, but they're only really valuable until that starter were to go down. Yeah. And, you know, by then, um, you know, what's the team looking like? Maybe they're going to go to a committee instead of leaning on a guy like Chuba Hubbard. You know, a lot of people thought Chuba Hubbard is going to, you know, get these 20, 25 touches a game. But then you got the people who think that Royce Freeman's going to split carries. I mean, right. you, you really never know until that time comes. And it's, it's, it's a very hard thing to judge. By the way, Chuba Hubbard, what a great name. One of the top fantasy football names that I love can it. remember. I love, love that name. Um, all right. Excellent. Great way to start off. I love that topic. Okay. So I'll go with my first one. Uh, kickers. Kickers should be banned from fantasy football. Kickers suck. They should not be allowed to be part of a lineup. If you were to have a deck of cards, every single deck of cards has two jokers. That is what the kicker represents. It takes the skill away from fantasy football. When you're putting a lineup together, you've got to pick a kicker, and the opponent's got to pick a kicker. You could have a kicker that goes off and scores like 23 points out of nowhere, and you could lose essentially because a kicker gets lucky. And the thing that I have a real problem with when it comes to kickers is if you've got a wide receiver or running back and they fumble and they lose the ball, that's negative points. You have a quarterback who fumbles the ball or throws an interception or a pick six, God forbid. Those are all negative points. A defense that gives up points, that's negative points. But a kicker, they miss an extra point, there's no negative points. Oh, they're, they're safe. They're not losing nothing. I mean, I, I, I agree with you 100%. If I, if I could rule out kickers in my league, I would because – there's nothing worse than on a Monday night when you're up by nine points and then you're facing Justin Tucker, who hits 250 yarders in the first quarter and you're done. You know, and I, and I think and I think that you brought up a good point. How come no one else is losing points? I mean, it depends on your league league format and their scoring settings, but I right. do think that kickers are, you know, um, is you know, it's kind of stupid. I mean, you, you got people drafting these kickers in the eighth round, but then again. Some of these kickers you're picking up off the waiver wire, and they end up doing better than those guys that you might have drafted in the eighth round. I, I think that kickers should also be banned. I do not like the idea of kickers in fantasy football. Yeah, I, I mean, out of principle, my last draft choice, and we the, the way we do our draft is you have to draft an illegal, a legal lineup. So you have to draft a kicker. It's always my last pick, always. And I always stream yep. my kickers. The kicker is like the appendix of a fantasy football lineup. Like It's there, and I guess you you're stuck with it. But you really don't need it. It serves no purpose. It takes away. And I would much rather have that position gone and have another flex position that maybe is a flex for any position so you could play maybe another quarterback, another tight end, another whatever, uh, score more points, and bring the skill back into it. Because you take the kickers out and you bring another you know, actual position of football in, and all of a sudden now it matters that much more how much you're paying attention. So uh, kickers should not be in the league. All right. Yeah. Now, one one more uh, yeah, yeah. point on that. Now, if you were to start up a new league, let, let's say you know, you know, you have to put out a vote, um, and I'm going to pose this question to you: Would you rather be in favor of playing in a super flex league where you get to start two or three flexes in that week and subtract kickers and defense, or would you rather keep um, it at one flex but keep the kickers and defense just to like you know? manage, you know, not too high of scoring matchups. Well, so I, I defense is different because I think the defense is something that, you know, it's cool because you can pick the right matchups. There are defenses that are dominant. Um, and, and again, if you're a defense and you give up 50 points, you're not going to score any points. So I think a defense is a worthwhile slot. 
but I would completely trade away the kicker for another flex position. Easy, easy. And if you did that, then what you were talking about as far as handcuffing, then it doesn't become as much of an issue because you can take that extra running back that you want as that's your tier one guy. You put that in that flex position and then you've got room on your bench for another hand, uh, another handcuff running back. Yep, definitely. All right, my man, you are up. What is your second topic? Number two, we have uh, trade targets before it's too late slash players to sell on. Um, one of the guys that I had when I made this list pre-week five was Saquon Barkley. And unfortunately, you know, it, it kind of sounds bad, but I'm, I'm going to stick with that because I feel like if you buy a guy like Saquon now, you, you know, the guy that you're trading with, he's going to know that Saquon's hurt. He's not going to ask for as much as if Saquon just put up 34 points against the Cowboys. Yep. Um, I think that if you grab Saquon Barkley right now and you take the hit, or maybe you maybe you're able to pick up Devontae Booker tomorrow on your waiver wire, trade for Saquon. Now you have the handcuff, right? Right. Um, I think that he's a great player to grab right now, while his value is you know kind of lower than it should be. Uh, it's kind of like if you traded for him two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and then he played the Falcons. You know, then he he blew up. Uh, that's just you know it's a great example of that. Um, another player I'm trying to grab right now is Stephon Diggs. Um, coming into the year, his ECR for wide receivers I think was two or three behind maybe Tyreek Killer Devontae Adams. He was, he was in that top three talk. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs, he's in one of the best offenses in the league. I'm going to ask you right now, would you say the Bills' offense at this point is better than the Chiefs' offense? I think they proved that. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I mean, I, I, think, I, think, I think you're right. I think, Pat, I, honestly, I think Mahomes got a little bit soft. I think, he, I think he's, he's won, and ever since then, he's kind of slowly cared less about you know, he doesn't have that same competitive fire because he has all the same tools around him. He's still got Kelsey. He still has Hill. Same, you know, same coach. He's got a good running back. And, and, they, and they just beefed up that old line. They just got Joe Tooney in the offseason. They, um, you know, they, they ditched their two tackles that in, in the Super Bowl. You know, you, you saw that Mahomes had to run for nearly 400 yards uh, scrambling, trying to get open. You know, they just got the O-line beefed up. Uh, there's really no reason that this team shouldn't be 4-1, and 5-0 and right now. I, mean, I, I get the defense is bad, but something's wrong in KC, and they're going to have to figure that out. Yeah, no doubt. So back on Barkley for a second. So let's say that you – do you own him in your league? I have two shares of Saquon. I have him in my two main leagues. Okay. So you've got him. If somebody offered you a trade right now for him, knowing what you know, knowing what you just said, what would you need to get back – to give him up or, and, and slash how long would you wait uh, and just keep him on the bench? If he's out for four weeks, are you going to wait for four weeks? Well, you know, and, and here, here's, that's a great question because I've, I, I play in a keeper league and I have kept stable in the past two years. And the thing I've noticed is people try to trade for him when he's hurt. And, you know, you can't, as a stick one owner, you kind of have to know that, you know, maybe short term, you know, getting a guy like Kareem Hunt and maybe a, yep. I don't know, a, a, a Kenny Galladay for Saquon might not be bad now, but you know, come time postseason, if 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 you're able to make the playoffs and you have Saquon on your team, I'm pretty sure that his postseason, um, fantasy postseason rec, uh, I'm sorry, schedule is not too strong. I'm pretty sure he's facing some pretty easy defenses. He should be able to run all over them. Yeah, but if you know, if Saquon's out four weeks, like you said, am I willing to trade him right now? Maybe. But you're going to have to give me a lot for him because I know that that talent is there. Yeah. I know that he's going to have that volume of 20, 25 touches a game when healthy, maybe yep. more. And then, you know, he should be able to bang in a touchdown every other week. 
Plus, if you're in a keeper league, he's the kind of guy that you can keep for the next, you know, five years. Um, right. I don't know, right. Are you guys? Are you in a keeper league, or you guys are redraft every I, year? Yeah, um, we actually, I actually commissioned this league, and uh, we've been keeping players for the past two years. Yeah. Last year, we kept two players, so I, I kept Mahomes and Barkley. I kept them all all year, even after the ACL tear. I, I held on to Barkley. I was getting endless trade offers when he was hurt. Yeah. Um. So that, during this year, I kept Mahomes and Barkley again, and I added Allen Robinson. So, um, you know, it's kind of my bias to not let him go. You know, I, I don't want to let go of my, my guy, but at, at some point there might be a point where, you know, I have to let Barkley go and take a guy like Austin Eckler who might not be as flashy and, you know, spiffy, but he gets the job done. Get the Yeah, and in PPR leagues, he's putting up monster points. He's on my team, and uh, I think he had like 37 or 38 points last game and 26 the week before that. I mean, again, he's not flashy, and, and people – you know, kind of look past him, but in terms of production, he's, he's not doing any, he's not hurting my team. I, I, I like him. Um, all right. Agreed. I love that. It's a great topic. Okay. Next topic for me, uh, waiver wire priorities. So you mentioned earlier, if you have a high waiver wire priority. So first of all, let me make sure I'm, I'm clear on what I'm saying. So the waiver wire is one of the most important facets of, you know, successful fantasy football management. You have to know what's going on, who's available, uh, who to pick up, why, who's hurt, all those things. However, what order you have in the waiver uh, progression, if you have one or 10 or 12 or however many teams you have in the league, I've seen a lot of people who maybe are like eight or nine, they won't put a, a waiver uh, request in just so they can get a little bit higher and they go from like eight or nine to like five or six and then hoping yep. they get to like one. But the problem with that is you're missing the whole point of the strategy. Like, the waiver wire is about right now. You might Correct. pick somebody up on the waiver wire, throw them in for a week, and they might help you for a week or two, and then you got to drop them again. If you're just waiting to get that number one waiver spot, you could be waiting and have players pass you by that you need right away. So my own personal opinion is that the priority is overrated, and what's more important than the priority order is having a strategy going in, putting a lot of different requests in, Hedging your bets, you know, knowing that, hey, this guy might be gone, but if he's gone, I'm going to try to give up the exact same guy for this person, have options one, two, and three all the way down the line. And even if you only ever have the nine and 10 waiver priority, you can still do a great job. I picked up Mike Williams on waivers after week one, and I had the ninth priority. And he's been great for He's had one dud game the whole season. Besides that, he's really helped. So, again, the, the bottom line is the future is now, right now. Forget about trying to get the number one spot. Just go get players. What do you think about that? Yeah, let me add on that. Um, I, I feel like, you know, if you're at that 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 spot, you got nothing to lose. I mean, odds are, you know, if last week when David Montgomery went down, odds are you're not going to get Damian Williams. Odds are he's not going to be able to fall to you. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to put in, you know, four, five, maybe even six claims in hopes that, you know, some of these people in your league didn't check the waiver wire on a Tuesday night and then it's too late for them to grab a, a good player. I think that um, you made up a good point, but um, I actually want to ask you, is your league um, reverse standings for the uh, waiver wire order? So if you, you know, if you're in last place, you get the number one claim the next week. That's a great question. So the way we do it is, <clears throat> so it starts off of the year, whoever has the, I had the number 10 pick in the league because I finished I didn't win the championship because I got smoked in the playoffs, but I had the best record. So I had the 10th pick in the draft. And then that meant I automatically had the first 
waiver priority, which I burnt immediately. Um, but then we don't alter it. So in other words, the person that's in last place, they could still have the worst priority. So we don't move it. I have heard other leagues that do that. And I kind of like that idea, but we just do it. Basically, if you burn a waiver, uh, if you burn a waiver pick, then you go to the 10th spot. So it doesn't matter where and you, you move down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, my league, we do it a little bit different. It's just, you know, based off of what your record is previously. So if you're, if you're one in four in our league and you're the lowest, you're the lowest team and you keep on losing, you're going to keep on having the number one spot, which I mean, it, it does make sense because if, if you're a bad team, you probably do need to pick up that stud that might get you 20 points for two weeks until the starter comes back. Right. Absolutely. No, you got it. All right, my man, you are up with your third topic. All right, here we go. You know, a lot of people, they start the season, crucial ending injury, and your record sucks. So how are we going to treat that bad record? If you're 0-5 at this point, you probably need to panic. You probably need to make a big move, and you, <laughs> you, you, you might have to get rid of a guy like, um, like Cooper Cup and take – you know, if you're if you're lacking at running backs and you're running back one right now is like Mike Davis, yep. go out go out and get your sack. Go go get your guy like Chase Edmonds and then another receiver, maybe like a like a Jamar Chase. That 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 sounds uh reasonable to me. If you're one and four right now, I wanna ask you, are you slightly panicked or are you saying, you know, there's time to improve, don't worry about it, let's let's go get two wins in a row and then we're almost at five hundred. It's a very interesting question. So there's a player uh in the league that I'm in right now who is one in four right now. And oddly enough, they have the, the highest number of points scored in the league. And oh, I hate that. I hate that. Oh, oh, he's not loving it. And, and, the, and the worst part about it is, so he's got, he's got Barkley uh, who just got hurt, obviously, just like you, he's got Gronk. Who's got ribs. Who knows when he's coming back. He's also got Russell Wilson. So three of his better players at key positions are all out and for who knows how long. So if I were him and I had those key injuries to the key positions and I was one in four, yeah, I'd probably panic and start making moves. I might even, because we're a keeper league, I might even start trading away for picks next year. It's a little bit early for that, but I'd consider it. But if those injuries hadn't happened to this player, to this manager, I think that I would have probably just stayed the course because if you're scoring the most points, you're just getting shit luck and you're going to end up being fine because you've got a team that can put points on the board. And eventually all you got to do is get in the playoffs, right? If you can get in the playoffs and you've got that same team, you're going to be okay. So it really depends on what your team's made of. Now, if you've got the worst points and the worst record, yeah, then you're toast. You're beyond panic. You just kind of, you just punt at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, a lot of people can really to the, of fantasy football is it's purely luck. It doesn't matter how good your team is on paper. You know, you could have the best team in the league and put up the, the lowest amount of points in that given week, or you could have the worst team on paper and, you know, maybe maybe you have a stack like, I don't know, Brady and Godwin, but the rest of your team's, you know, pretty bad, but they, they combine for two or three touchdowns and then that's a big advantage. Um, now, if you are on the positive end, if you're three and two, four and one, or five and all right now, yep. um, if you know that there's people in your league that are desperate to, you know, get a win and they're desperate to make a move. Are you willing to, you know, get rid of one of your key pieces that have gotten you those those wins in order to, you know, maybe increase your depth, like getting rid of a guy like Derek Henry right now, but, you know, in return you're getting maybe some big draft picks or you're getting, you know, three key pieces that could, you know, give you the um, the depth, let's say. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, there, there's a slice of 
there's a tier of players that I would not let go of. And Derrick Henry's in that tier. There are, however, some players that I would consider. So I am four and one right now. And I would, I don't, I wouldn't say I've got tremendous depth, but I've got, I've got a little bit of depth. I've got two quarterbacks. Um, albeit one is on a sinking ship, but you know, I, I think that it, there's an untouchable group of players, right? Tra- you know, Kelsey's one of them. Uh, I would say Henry's one of them. You know, I think there's a few that you just wouldn't ever want to quit on because that's the gas in your tank. But then you go down a notch and you go to that, like that B plus A minus tier. And absolutely, if you can trade and get a pick and a player that's make weight and you can kind of, and you're giving up a little bit of production each game, but you can still squeak into the playoffs, you got to look towards the future a little bit. So it, it all depends on what player we're talking about. Totally agree. Yeah. All right. So we are on the, the third topic for me and the final topic of the night. And it, it's all about um, the name of fantasy football managers um, and what they what they use for their uh, for their season long name. And I, I've been playing fantasy football for longer than I want to admit. And I've seen some great names. I've seen some terrible names. Um, I'm sure you have too. Uh, you know, names don't really matter, and that they, you could have the worst name ever. You could call yourself Team X or Team A, and you could kill everybody, and that's. It, but at the end of the day, it is a representation of your creativity, your your imagination, you know. Um, and you know, I think that you could have a really shitty name, and and it makes a difference if it's even just psychologically knowing that you've got a terrible name. So I'm going to do something right now. I'm going to read off the names that are in my current league, and this is a league that's been going on since I think we started in 2002, so almost 20 years. Um, and a lot of these people have been in the league for that long. Some have had the same name all the way through. Most have changed over the years, and there's a couple of new people in here. So I'm going to read them off, Robbie, and what I want you to do is uh, give them a grade on a scale of 1 to 10, okay? And then you can make a comment if you'd like, or you can just say no comment, and it doesn't matter. Um, I just want your opinion and, and basically, you know, how good or bad of a name it is, okay? All right. All right. And uh, let, let me bend the rules really quickly. If, yeah, it's, yeah, if, it's, if it's so, if it's so bad to the point where I don't even want to give any commentary, I'm just going to say pass. Okay. <laughs> I hope it doesn't get to that point, but uh, you're going to give yeah. So a pass is like zero and it's a no grade. It's an incomplete. It's like flag on the play. I don't even, I don't even want to discuss it. You know? All right. Just well, get, it out of, get out of my face. <clears throat> you might, you might get one of those. Okay. So here we go. Um, I'm just going to go from the, I'm going to go from the last place team all the way to the first place team. Uh, all right, okay. first one, Hair Bear Bunch. Hair Bear Bunch. Uh, that, yeah, that, that sounds like a, a loser in, in my book. Um, you know, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't scream strong. It doesn't scream fierce. It, it screams, you know, I'm kind of I'm, I'm middle of the pack at best. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not in love with it. If I had to rate that out of 10, I'd maybe give it a 5.5. Okay, that's not terrible. And you know what? And just just... For clarity's sake, uh, that name's been in the league since the beginning. Uh, it's almost like the Cleveland Browns. Like, the Browns isn't exactly a great name. It's probably the worst name in the NFL. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's boring. But it's got a little bit of, uh, you know, it's got a little bit of cachet in that it's been there forever. But I, I hear you. 5.5. I'll take that. Okay. That's not my name, by the way. All right. Uh, second to last place team. Ham Holes. Ham Holes. Ah, uh, uh, shoot. Let's start with the grid on that one. It's, you know, bland in my opinion. 
Um, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I think it's definitely better than a five and a half. Okay. I'm going to give that one like a, like a 6.2, 6.3 out of 10. It's not awful, not great, but you know, if, if it's, a, if it's a long-term name where you know, maybe you got it 18 years ago, I don't, I, I'm just guesstimating. Yep. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind sticking with that name. And at this point, why change it? You know, you can say that you've had it for however many years. Dig it. All right, we got a six point two five. I heard the next one. Uh, this is the gentleman who has scored the most points and he has the worst record. He's one in four, and the name of his team is Durka Durka Muhammad Jihad. Um, whew, that's a lot to bring in. Um, <laughs> am I? You know, is that one of those names where it's too? It's you know, you click on the team name and it's the name's too long to even read. It gets cut off. Uh, is, is that, it depends. Is that it depends on the view, but yes, in certain views, you can only see Durka Durka. In in my book, if you can not see the full name, that's an instant X. I'm going to give that a, a one out of 10. A one out of 10. Okay. That's fair. Next one. Bun gun. Ah, uh, you know, maybe, maybe if you got a guy like, Tyree Killer Patrick Mahomes, you know, it kind of screams, you know, fast and furious. You know, I kind of, I kind of like that. Okay. Um, can I ask at the top of your head? Do you know any, you know, if they made that name because of the players that they have, or is that just you know a long term name that um, you know, they've had for a, a while? It's a long term name. I don't think it has anything to do with the players. It's more innuendo than anything else. Okay. Um, you know, I'm gonna, you know, stay kind of harsh here. I'm gonna give that a six and a half. Okay, that's the, so far. That's top of the heap. That's the best name so far. All right, the next one. Uh, this one, and, and I wish you had the logos to go with it because in this case, I think the logo would help the name. But the name of this team is the bus that w- that couldn't slow down. And and just you I'll, know, and I'll tell you what the logo is. The logo is the movie Speed with Keanu Reeves and uh, what's her name. So it's you know because the China, I think the Chinese you know uh, translation to that is. The bus that couldn't slow down. Okay, so the bus that couldn't slow down. You know, I I actually do I do like this name because I mean, you know, maybe it gets cut off, but this is an exception because if your team is rolling into the playoffs and you know that kind of says you know who's going to stop me, I like it. I'm going to give that an eight. Ooh, an eight. Okay, top of the top of the charts right there. All right, the next one. We're now getting into the winning records. This person is three and two. Now, I got to give some context here. So. The spelling of this matters. So it's, it's, uh, and it, you've heard the term fuck boy before. So this, the name of this group is called, uh, or team is Masturbator Boy, but it's spelled with the E being a back, a three, and then the E is being a, an eight. So it's Masturbate with a letter or the number eight. Masturbator okay. Boy spelled B O I. Okay. And you said, what, what's the record of this team? <laughs> Three, three and two. Oh boy! Um, God bless you because uh, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of that name. Okay, uh, I'm going to be generous here and I'm going to give that a three and a half. Okay, yep, that's fair. Uh, next one. It, just, it seems something out of a book or something out of a magazine. It doesn't seem like a fantasy football name, yeah. but uh, we'll, we'll leave it at <laughs> no, that. It doesn't. All right, the next one: South Bristol Gunts, and that's G U N T S Gunts. Now is that is that you know specific to some like um, where that person's from, or is that just you know um, how how they come up with that name? Yeah, yeah, good question. So it's specific to an, an area where this person frequents on. It's it's a part of uh, I think it's like a body of water. Uh, so it's it's a place where they ride their boat around. So yes, it's a place that's familiar to them. 
Okay, yeah, I, I do kind of like that because I, I do like the team names that, you know, have to do with, like, you know, where they're from or, you know, what what, what matters to them. Yep. Um, it, it, it's, you know, it, it'd be kind of like, you know, if, I don't know, if I'm from Boston, which I am, if I was, like, the Boston Barbarians, for instance, you know, you're, you're clever, you're bringing your, your location into, like, a cool name for fantasy football. I like it. Okay. Um, now, the specific name is not, you know, it doesn't jump out at me, but I'm going to give that, you know, uh, we'll go with seven and a half. Not, okay. not awful. You know, not the worst. You know, it's pretty good. Dig it. Okay, the next one is Fart Hammer. Love it. <laughs> Love the Fart Hammer. <laughs> no explanation. We're going to give that an 8.4. 8. Yeah, 4. okay. Top of, the, top of the charts with Fart Hammer. And that, that name has, I don't think he's ever changed. I think it's been that name for uh, the entire time that we've been in the league. Uh, next one is choking hazard. Choking hazard. That just, that, all right, that screams, you know, 2016 Falcons to me, Matt Ryan. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I do like it because, you know, a lot, you know, maybe this guy has had some, where you know, he's up by 80 on a Monday night and he, you know, somehow blows the lead. Um, I do like it. It's clever. Uh, we'll go with an 8.6 on that one. Ooh, 8.6. Okay. And uh, and last but not least, Cosby's candies. Cosby's or Crosby's? Uh, Cosby, as in, uh, you know, um, uh, Bill Cosby, the guy who used to drug people. Okay. Cosby's candies. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's a clever one. Um, oh, we're gonna grade this one. You know, it's 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 another name to me that you know, as someone that I I'm not very familiar with Bill Cosby. I'm I you know I know of him, but I'm not. <laughs> You know, right. You're a different generation. Like, You're more like a Kevin, ha- Kevin Hart generation, not Bill Cosby. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But I, I get the reference and it's clever for that reason. You know, since it can't apply to me, maybe it would have been like a nine, but I'll give that one like a, a 7.8. Okay. You know what? So I think that, and, and here's the, and this is not scientific at all, but I will say this. I will say that when I'm looking at the names that I gave you and the scores that you gave the names, Aside from one anomaly, the scores got better um, the higher up the rankings in terms of, like, the record. Uh, so maybe there is something to a name. Who knows? Anyway. Yeah, uh, may, may, maybe there is. And, and what's the name of your team since we're, since we're throwing it all out there? Oh, well, I mean, that's changed a lot over the years. But in my main league, I'm, I'm just known as Kamish. Um, Kamish. Capital C. Capital C Kamish. That's what everyone calls me whenever they see me. If, if you're in my fantasy league, you know, they come to a family dinner. Hey, what's up, Kamish? You know, that's just how it goes. Gotcha. Yeah, now we got hey, you know, it's, bo- it's boring. It's boring, but it, uh, I feel like if, if you're Kamish, it, 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 you can slot it. It's all right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I dig it. All right, Robbie from Boston, it's been a pleasure having you on. I, I really appreciate it. You should see uh, the audience here. They're on their feet. They're doing the wave. They've got flags for you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, everybody uh, – Look out there for his podcast called Fourth and Forever. It's going to be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I'm looking forward to hearing that. And again, thank you so much for your time, Robbie. I hope you have a great night. Thank you very much for having me. I hope to be back, you know, in the future. Absolutely. All right, take care, man. Thank you very much. See ya.